Hey everyone, welcome to Rock Bottom Syndicate. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. Rock Bottom Syndicate is about people who have a story to tell to inspire others to keep working toward their potential no matter what happens. Rock Bottom is an opportunity to learn and pivot and adapt to whatever life throws your way. Rock Bottom is a time where you can choose to take responsibility for everything in your life because when you take responsibility, you own the control, you own the power to make changes and to grow. Your secrets are the prison of your emotions. So ask for help, tell your story. In this episode, actually parts one and two episodes, I'm speaking with Lynn and Randy Abramovic, who are the parents of Heather Gross. I've interviewed Heather in a two-part series on Rock Bottom Syndicate about her story, which was at 22, she suffered a devastating uh, brain bleed that caused her partial paralysis and an unknown future. Um, Heather lost a lot. She lost function in um, her left hand. She lost her... Um, ability to uh, to compete uh, in her equestrian uh, um, um, pursuits. And so she was competitive in equestrian field and was unable to continue on with that after her um, stroke and her surgeries and ongoing surgeries. So lots of challenges going on. And um, in these two episodes today, um, I'm talking with Lynn and Randy about the other side of being uh, caregivers in um, their daughter's life and what that was like and some suggestions from them on what held them together and what to do if you find yourself in this kind of a situation. Um, a lot of it had to do with their faith in God. They're sticking together as a team. They're asking and accepting help. Um, and um, and really looking for the positive and supporting each other and how they could team up to be able to uh, take care of themselves, take care of their daughter, and adapt to their new situation, which is like being on another planet for them for a while. They're doing great. They're publishing a book called Headstrong. That's coming out sometime this year with Heather. So um, you'll hear more about that. We'll put some uh, information in the show notes as well. So I hope you're going to enjoy this part one and part two of Rock Bottom Syndicate with uh, Lynn and Randy Abramovic and their their um, experience as caregivers in their rock bottom after seeing their daughter suffer a catastrophic brain bleed um, only to come out um, better than ever, uh, looking forward to new challenges, a new book that's going to help all of us. So would love to hear from you. Reach out. Reach out to Lynn and Randy. Reach out to Heather. Reach out to me. We'd love to talk. And uh, I hope you enjoy this show. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to have you talk about anything you're not comfortable with, um, but I am curious, so I'll, I'll ask. But share what you feel like sharing. It's how, how bad did it get for you? Like how, what was your rock bottom for you? Oh, boy. Um, I guess for, for me, you know, there were some long nights at the hospital because I was trying to find, you know, several times I couldn't stay in Heather's room because either A, she had a roommate or when she was in ICU, I couldn't stay there. Mm -hmm. So I would find a, uh, like a little 
room off to the side. And most of the time I ended up sleeping on the floor. Um, so those were some very long nights. And there was <laughs> uh, one night in particular I remember was uh, it was a little family waiting area and I was kind of positioned on the floor and there was an office off of there and the person who was working there, I don't know if she thought I was just camping out. I have no idea. But that night she left all the lights on, I guess to discourage me from staying there. And I remembered thinking, you know, why she did it, I don't know, but it wasn't like she was going to be there that night. And I just remember thinking to myself that, you know, God, can't you make this just that little bit easier that at least, because I didn't sleep at all that night. Mm -hmm. And, and it was, it was, as I mentioned earlier, it was just surreal. And, and, you know, but we got through it. Did you ever feel that you couldn't? The only time, and I was embarrassed to feel this way, when Heather first went to, to the rehab hospital, and she essentially couldn't stand by herself is how weak she was. Mm -hmm. and, and again, I worked in rehab, and I remember, you know, talking to families, and you got to do this, and you got to, you know, they have to struggle, but they're going to gain their as much independence as they can. And I was sitting there, and they kind of stood her up and tried to get her to take a step. And I remember thinking, I can't watch this. Mm -hmm. And because it was just so painful for me. But then I, I kind of said a little prayer and said, you have to be here for her. And that was, that, I have to say, that was the hardest moment for me. Mm -hmm. And I think for me was the day we brought her home from rehab um, after being in a month at another hospital. And um, um, wheeling her into that our home, which was not handicapped or sex accessible at all. So we set up the first floor of a two-story home um, up for her. And I remember being in the powder room on that first floor and thinking, well, with all of her stuff, all, all the meds and stuff she had to take then, which luckily she doesn't take any anymore, but there was oh, so many different things that she had to take to uh, get through this. And thinking, wow, because that was a very low moment. And then the kick in the teeth was she was so bound and determined that she was going to get through this. And she started going to an outpatient uh, rehab. Uh, for, and she was going to have to do that. I just figured forever. And lo and behold, we had good good health insurance, but they came back and said they're really going to cover like 20 visits. 20 visits. And it was, I'm thinking, 20 years, you know, yeah. and um, so I, that was just devastating. And but so once again, faced with a challenge, I said, OK, I'm going to figure out something. So we had a big fundraiser for um, we had Dr. Freelander there. He spoke. Um, we had um, 
so many generous people that were just amazing, um, come and buy things and donate things. And, uh, and we were able to raise money to keep her going to, so that she wouldn't have a break in her therapy. Um, and I wanted to share one other thing for you that she probably mentioned to you that I did. Um, and it was just for me, it was more of a therapeutic thing for me the whole time was from the time she was diagnosed, I did these Heather updates because people would ask me, you know, how's your daughter in business? We're dealing with all kinds of people and people, we have friends all over the world. And so we're dealing with a lot of people. So I couldn't call everybody every time something happened. So it was for seven years, I have written these Heather updates, which there's like 70 of them. Uh, emails out to all these people and asking for prayers and asking to pass them along to anybody else. But I feel that really helped get us through. But it was always the ups and the downs and what she needed and what we thought she needed and turned out maybe it wasn't what she needed. But Mm -hmm. um, so. Wow. So these journal entries or emails that you've collected and all this uh, have all come together in in the uh, book writing. Yes, yeah. they're on the book. They're yeah, in the book and, and photos. I took pictures of her from her being in ICU. I don't know why. Again, I just I decided I'm going to take photos in, of this thing, and I went to almost all of her rehab sessions. I take pictures in different hospitals. I took pictures at home, anywhere, every anywhere she was that I thought was worthy of a photo. I have thousands of photos of her over this period so and we in the book where we each at the end of each chapter we have a mom here dad here so it kind of talks a little bit about our perspective and and heather's book deals with even her life prior to this event which was as any person who has raised a teenage daughter knows there are many moments (laughs) And Heather was, again, in true Heather fashion, a little challenging at times, um, which, you know, carried her well later in life. But maybe we uh, should maybe we should tell our audience the title of her book of of your um, book that you're all co-authoring. It is called Headstrong. And it's because she's been headstrong all of her life. So um, and that I but. Again, God knew, and he gave her that feistiness to get her through what she went through. And um, But as a parent, you know, there are moments you're thinking, oh, my gosh, how's this going to turn out? So, um, but, yeah. Well, some people say if you want to make God laugh, tell him you have yes. to tell him. <laughs> Yes, exactly. that is exactly that is right. Sure. He was in hysterics i'll tell you oh yeah and a perfect example is her fifth bleed before her fifth bleed we were we were sending out notes and asking for prayers don't let it bleed again don't let it bleed again well lo and behold the fifth bleed it pushed the cavernous malformation into a spot where dr freelander what six months before would not operate on her but because of that he was able to get to it. So it was a better position. A better position that had physically moved it enough for him to get it. Yeah. And then the other thing was that we, had, as I said, took her to Chicago several times. We took her, her, um, all of her scans, different places. 
but yet wound up back in Pittsburgh because they were the only ones that had this um, special MRI. Uh, fiber tracking. Yeah, yeah, fiber tracking in the world. And that allowed them to go in and, and give her the least amount of disability afterwards. Yeah, the, the neurosurgeon had mentioned had he not had this image, and it, it actually, it's amazing. I mean, they can track the pathways of your individual brain. And so wow. he said, had he not had that image, he would have gone in differently to remove the cavernoma. And uh, he probably would have cut through some of these fibers that she was using. Um, and called it? The fiber, it's fiber tracking. Okay. And actually on Heather's, Heather's fight on her Facebook page, there are some photographs even of the more recent ones she had. And there was uh, a series they did for a local news station that showed from each bleed how many less fiber she had because they were, you know, being cut off from the the staining from the blood mm -hmm. and it's so it was phenomenal to to see that and and heather's very last she had one last year because uh, she was being followed you know monitored and dr friedlander had us he's honestly the nicest most humble man and heather will tell you some neurosurgeons were kind of like two-year-olds. <laughs> Their egos were bigger than, you know. But he is a lovely, gifted surgeon, but a lovely person. Yeah. And so at this last MRI, he said, her brain is looking robust. Mm -hmm. And that just made us feel so great. Wow. Mm -hmm. Quite amazing. Yes. So how are you doing now? We're doing great. Yeah. Um, we sold our business four years ago, yeah. um, and been I'm still doing business consulting and marketing consulting. Um, I had a one year contract that lasted three years. I just finished that in August. Yeah. Um, and we're we've downsized to uh, a uh smaller home all one level and we're just kind of having fun and, and it's and i think writing this book writing the book i know it um the mentor that heather's been working with andrew yeah told us just to you know write it and i was concerned that it would as you mentioned the emotions still seem very raw because they are because mm -hmm. it was you know, a devastating time. And I was a little concerned that would it bring back some of those bad feelings. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really helped all, all three of us yeah. see a purpose, see a, a, a reason mm -hmm. or uh, at least a vehicle to help someone else. Mm -hmm. And I truly know that that's what Heather wants to do. And I it was such an opportunity to get to talk with you because I think that's what you're trying to do. So isn't it a beautiful thing that and we, we want to help others through these difficult times? And divine guidance because eight years ago I had reached out to Andrew through my EO group 
someone there had told, I was talking about writing a book then, and they had heard about Andrew. They put me in contact with them, and I did his initial thing and got started, and that it didn't go anywhere. But then when Heather said she wanted to write a book, I reached out to him and said, hey, I already paid you this. We didn't do anything. But would there be any way we'd pick up from there? And he was so gracious. And now he came and stayed with us for a week when he was in the States. And, yeah. and we just had a ball together. And he's just, you know, so now we've become good friends. And now meeting you through him and, you know, it just it's all meant to be. That's amazing. I didn't know that part of the story. What were what were you going to write your book about? What were you? Um, it was at that point. I was just going to write it on different business things. Yeah. And, and I, now he's talked me into. I am going. I'm started working on it again. And, and um, I think it's going to be probably faith, not fear based on business and life experiences. So, uh, but bring a lot of the business stuff in of treating people right and, and just doing the right things and looking at things from an open mind and open perspective, not being judge, judgmental, um, that type of thing. Cause I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of businesses today just look at the bottom line. They just look at the you know, dollars and, um, we had a business that went on for 27 years and we had people working for us 22 and 23 years within that 27. Oh, wow. So, uh, I just think that there's something there. So, yeah. Well, so this, this experience kind of brought you back to that, um, you know, the, with even more depth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's all a journey and it's, it, it's, and, and it's just sharing these experiences with people. We're have, you know, it's hard. It, it, this is, you know, this is hard stuff. And seven years ago, if you were to said, hey, let's write a book, and, you know, we've been like, you nuts, let's just get, <laughs> let's yeah. get her to brush her teeth, you know. And yeah. um, so, but it's steps and, and, but it's being open and look, being optimistic and, and faithful and, and just continuing to persevere. And, and love and stick together. We love Heather. We love her other daughter. And we all just stuck together as a family. We know it was hard on her other daughter at the time mm -hmm. because we, we were at the hospital every single day. Mm -hmm. um, so we, but she understood and she was there to be supportive. And, and now we have a four and a half year old grandson from the first daughter, mm -hmm. uh, which is amazing. It's a whole new, new experience. <laughs> and so, um, so. And he and he loves. He calls Heather his Aunt Dinky. Yes. And he loves his Aunt Dinky. Yes. <laughs> Where'd that name come from? I well, I think it goes back to when Heather was younger. For because she just seemed like a Dinky. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been calling her that for a very long time. Yeah, it was just so. like whoa. So he, so she likes it too, and, and Bobby has just a ball with her because she's kind of the crazy aunt, and um, so, yeah. Well, watch but, out because I think Heather might have some plans for uh, having children at some yes, point. Yes, we're well. hoping. We're very That will be so yeah, exciting. We'll be yes. very excited. Just yeah. the idea that it's possible, you know, oh, from yeah. where you, you folks were and um, – Yes. And you're, and you know, when you talked about low moments, that brings in up, that was the big thing for me. I really thought 
my biggest concern was caught because I knew how smart she was and she was such an athlete and she was running and doing her, she was uh, competing in these very high levels equestrian wise that had all been taken away from her. And, but I'm thinking cognitively, is she going to be a vegetable? Is she going to, you know, really just be sad or well, not be he, herself? And he told us she yeah. could have had a stroke during surgery that, that yeah. does that because you're going into the brain. And so that was a fear. But yeah. but we're just so thankful. Yeah. So in your focus, I had a little bit of this talk with Heather, too, when we were I, 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 I wasn't getting the emotion I was expecting from her. And I was like, you make it look so easy, Heather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just her way. She just yeah. can't be talked out as being positive. Well, uh, even, you, you yeah, even challenges. Even the challenges that she faces today because of, I, I know she mentions living one-handed in a two-handed world. Yeah. And there will be times that we'll be either cooking or, you know, she'll be over here doing it. And I'll say, can I help you? And she'll go, no, I got it. Yeah. And it's just because I think that's who she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That she, she talked a little bit to me about her horses and how she – Managed to keep them in her life, their mm-hmm. love of horses, and we accepted a change. And you know, she's not going to ride now, but um, well, she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. Following after the surgery, she said she she thought we were riding English, which you know has a smaller saddle. Yeah. She said, "Well, maybe I'll try Western because you know you have the big horn and more to hang on to." Yeah. Well, she decided she wanted to try barrel racing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, okay, and she did fall off, fractured her, her left arm in two places. And we had a, met up with her neurosurgeon following that. And he said, did Heather hurt her left arm somehow? Because it looks like she's carrying it differently. And when I told him that, well, yeah, well, she decided to barrel race and fell off and broke, you know, fractured, and he just shook his head like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, that's again. Yeah. That was that yeah. was it. Thank that you. was yeah. Luckily, I think she decided because I think it wasn't just going out and like walking on a horse. Yeah. She wanted to compete, and yeah. and I think that. For now, that's probably better to focus on other things. So, <laughs> yeah, put her competitive nature in another another place. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, and she has a new career now. Just started a, a new job last week. And again, if she would have just you know kind of stayed complacent, I would. But this job will involve some travel and things. But that's that's Heather. That's yeah. just Heather to continue to move forward. So, yes. Do you have any other things that you uh, could think of that you'd want to share with people who have been in this caregiver role or any other? I think you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm in a position now where I'm, I do watch my, grandson my four and a half year old grandson two days a week and I my mom is soon to be 90 and is still living at home um, but I'm over there every day you know and take her shopping so I'm still in that caregiver role um, 
but I do believe, especially in my situation now, which kind of is very long-term, um, or at least I hope it is, uh, I need to take time for myself to ex we're both working with a trainer and exercising and and have started um traveling some now that the business is sold we went to croatia and slovenia uh last year and we planning a trip to south africa um this coming october and so i think it's important to take care of yourself and your partner. And I, I think that that's that love part that, you know, that was very hard for me for her to be away as the girls will tell you. And, and Lynn, Randy doesn't do alone. Well, so, <laughs> but I was, you know, you, you learn and you just have to do what you got to do. And I, but I, I never lost, lost sight that this was my family. I was going to get it through get us through it and love everybody no matter what the outcome was. And um, I'm just thankful that it turned out the way it has, but it's certainly in the early stages, it was up for draw of how it was going to wind up and it could have been very different, but I think I would have accepted that. But, um, and we just, you know, loved each other and make time for each other. And so it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's really Day at a time. It's nice to hear all that. Just, you know, we never know when these things are going to happen to us. Yeah. And we all have these kinds, it's life, right? We all have deaths and illnesses. And so to hear sort of your little checklist of what's the most important thing, I think is really important for our listeners. Also, when you're on the other side, to be that person who could give you the drive through dinners, like how much that meant to right. you. Oh. Like oh, and I, we could have talked about today. Those little things that people reach out and do mean a lot. We're in a small group in church. They came and cleaned our house. They kept saying, what can we do for you? What can we do for you? And I kept saying, you know, Heather was in ICU and in, pres in these hospitals. I said, there wasn't anything anybody could do for any, and I was getting fed. So I was all good. But finally it got to the point where they said, well, there's something we can do for her. So literally... I said, okay, if you're absolutely adamant about doing something, come clean the house. It was a big house. Yeah. And they, they absolutely did an immaculate job. And then they also, came, Heather had an apartment at school. And because she wasn't going back, they a group of them went so up and, and moved her out of her apartment. A couple hours so, away, round trip. Yeah, but, so it's, it's little things. It's yeah. things like that that just um, – and one thing – we learned, and it, like, because I was at the hospital all the time, and there was a Starbucks downstairs oh. that recently a friend of ours was someone was ill when they were in the hospital. So we bought a Starbucks card and just sent that to them because I, every, that was kind of my routine in the morning. I'd go down and get Heather and I a Starbucks, and you know, so. Little, just little, little, little things. No, just a little gesture. Of, hey, we, we know you. You don't want visitors. You can't do this. But here's, we know you like coffee or tea or whatever it is. Just enjoy yourself. To a little treat on us. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, That's nice. We're almost out of time. We're actually going to make this into two episodes because we went we went on. But I think that's really <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, do you have? 
any um, thing that you'd like to share on social media, anything about the book that you have or, or um, on the, uh, the um, fundraising end of things? How can people reach out to you if they want to help or if they want to hear more? Well, a good way, a good thing to do is, is Heather's Fight. Um, dot com. What's it just Heather's Fight now? Oh. But um, oh, on Facebook, it's Heather's Fight for Therapy. Fight for therapy, because okay. There's more than one Heather on Yes, Facebook. okay. And there is um, actually, I just. Is Heather'sFight.com? Yes, okay. and I did add. A, fight for Therapy. Yeah, and I did add um, an email and a phone number. So if, you know, anybody would like to talk further or has a question, um, anyone interested in donating to, it's Angioma Alliance. Um, they're doing, they're currently, since Heather has been diagnosed, they have been raising money to find, because there was only the only cure for this was brain surgery. Mm -hmm. So they have over the seven years now have two drugs in a small trial that if you have a bleed, these brought, excuse me, these drugs will help prevent another one, which would have been a beautiful thing for Heather. Mm -hmm. um, so they have made a lot of strides, but it's still a long way to go. And because it's a relatively rare condition, there's not a lot of funding. Mm -hmm. um, but Angioma Alliance uh, org, mm -hmm. and um, Connie Lee is uh, her daughter has multiples. And so she, you know, kind of took the the reins and said she was, you know, going to make something good out of this. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that would, would be because... And stay tuned for, you know, certainly be doing announcements on her book. On her you know, book. It's, yeah. We hope to have it published this year. That's the goal. And we're working diligently on that. It's back and forth and then, now on some editing. And uh, we have a meeting tomorrow with... Andrew. Wednesday with Andrew. To, but so. And there is going to be a workbook in the book that Heather has, has put together for folks who are going through a challenging time mm -hmm. and questions and she would be willing to do a video conference with them if they would feel that need so that if she could just share more of her experience or, you know, offer suggestions of things to do. Well, that's very helpful. And are you still, uh, or is Heather still taking donations for her own therapy? She isn't. No. no, she's she's pretty much she's gotten at this point through uh, the majority of her therapy. You know, with a, a stroke patient, and and they're again they're continuing to find so many different treatments that I I really believe in Heather's lifetime she will somehow regain functional use of her left hand. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and she has had, she said seven surgeries since the craniotomy for, you know, tendon lengthening. She had, was having difficulty with spasticity with her eye and, you know, so she can, 
and is probably going to have another surgery on her foot just because the quality of life. Yes. But it, it, Heather, what Heather gave us was every time we reach a challenge, we say, well, it's not brain surgery. (laughs) 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 Been there, done that. (laughs) Yeah. So. Well, this has all been uh, so kind of you to share. I, I'm so inspired by the two of you as well as, as Thank Heather. You. And Thank you. I'm really glad that she suggested we talk because I hadn't, I mean, I just heard about this other person, but I, I just hadn't wrapped my head around how much mm-hmm. help this can be for caregivers um, just to prepare us and see the importance of self-care, all that stuff. Yes. Good. Well, and thank you for giving yeah. us an opportunity yeah. to share with you. 